Thank you for joining us once again on Creating Dementia Solutions, a Miles for Memories program here on Access Vision and also a podcast. So thanks for joining us, however you are. I'm Richard Pyatt. You know, if you've acquainted yourself with Miles for Memories or you've been watching these episodes for a little while, you've heard us talk about three key words in the Miles for Memories mission, movement, programming, and research. And we're usually talking about one of those. Today, we're talking about two. We've been focused on research, and today we're going to add in movement. Dr. Graham Atkin is here, a researcher at Michigan State University, and Emily Bossy as well, a medical student at MSU, who are focused on these and other things as well. Thank you for your time. Thanks for having us. So we've been talking about various aspects of dementia over the last few episodes. Today, we're going to talk about that movement part. You know, we talk about that a fair amount, but you're here to tell us it's really true. They have been focused on studying this. Absolutely. So the previous segments, someone might walk away and think, boy, there's really nothing. This is all sounds so bad and it's so complicated and so scary. Is there anything I can do? And even in the absence of that magic pill you know, bullet that you could get at the pharmacy, there are things you can do, and one of those is exercise. I wish I could say the fix is lay on your couch and eat junk food, but unfortunately, <laughs> the research suggests exercise is the way to go. So we're going to talk about a couple of studies that support this idea, and, and the first few studies are going to be looking at preventing dementia. What can you do to help reduce your risk of developing dementia? So the first study uh, included 500,000 participants uh, in the UK, which is a good, that's a nice large study. Wow. And they asked folks to report levels of specific physical activities to develop sort of an activity profile. So how many minutes did you spend walking versus doing household chores, that sort of thing. And they followed these folks for 11 years. They looked at the folks who developed dementia, about 5,000 of the 500,000 developed dementia. And they looked at what is the uh, likelihood of developing dementia if you have a certain physical activity profile. Vigorous activity like playing sports or working out reduced the risk by about 35%. And that's great for those who can work out vigorously and exercise and play sports. Sure. That's great. That's a big benefit. 35% is fabulous. But I think sometimes people think, oh, I, I can't, I'm not going to go to the gym and lift weights, and so I'm not going to do anything. And one of the things that this study underscores is that even something as simple as doing household chores, getting up, moving around, cleaning, incurs a, a, a benefit to you. So the folks who just did household chores got a reduction of about 21%, which is fabulous. Wow. So what this study is suggesting is whatever you can do, do something, and you'll, and you'll get some benefits there. Now, they feel that the best thing people should be working toward it's 150 minutes a week of moderate or vigorous activity. And again, that's great if you can get it. 150 minutes is, is that's a lot. Of, that's 150 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that, you know, it raises the, the bar a bit. But, but again, even doing household chores, uh, you're going to get some benefit. And, and Emily's going to tell us about some other studies. Yeah, so there was another study done, and it essentially was a meta-analysis. So it took into account multiple different smaller studies, oh, 38 to be exact. And overall, they had 2 million participants in this meta-analysis, so a very large study. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And they, again, looked at the amount of people who developed dementia at the end, which was about 74,700 of these patients. Um, and they found that any level of regular exercise, so if you any uh, if you participate in regular exercise on not day-to-day basis, but overall, uh, they found a 17% reduction in dementia risk. Um, and so essentially the takeaway from this is you can choose any activity that you like, walking, running, walking your dog, riding your bike, uh, dancing, anything that gives you um, some type of exercise can help reduce your uh, risk for dementia. 
which uh, I thought was very interesting to know because as we talked about, you know, not everyone can do these vigorous weightlifting, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, so much of the time when we're talking about exercise, we're thinking about, you know, uh, I need to reduce my weight size and I need to, uh, uh, to be uh, somehow more svelte. Uh, but really what you're talking about is just move. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this this goal of, of losing weight. We associate yeah. those two a lot. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then another study was done. This time it involved 62,000 people age 65 and older. And essentially they had four levels of participants. So they had a group that was inactive overall, um, and then a group that they said was not meeting the goal of their exercise regimen as well as meeting goal and exceeding goal. So this is how they stratified that. And they found that any level of participant that was above the inactive level showed a decreased risk in developing dementia. So again, just anything above being inactive over time is going to help you reduce your risk. Mm-hmm. How do you determine what that threshold is, okay, I'm beyond inactive or I'm beyond a certain point where I'm doing enough yeah. to constitute movement. Is there any discussion about that? So we can talk about, um, at the end, we'll talk about sort of resources to help you find ways to exercise. But uh, when they say inactive, it's the absence of regular physical activity, sort of a, a, there's of course physical activity, you're getting up and going to the restaurant or whatever, but this is a, uh, what they're talking about is regular physical activity that's, that's being done, that gets you up and moving around, gets your heart pumping, that sort of a thing. But there is benefit from any level above sitting on the couch, getting up, moving around. You're going to start incurring benefit. The more you do, the better off you will be. Uh, the, certainly the, the group in that last study and, and earlier studies that has the most activity is going to see the most benefit. But any amount of, of reduced risk is, is preferable. And there's more, Emily, right? Yes. So uh, another study was done in the UK. This one involved 78,430 adults. So again, a very large group. Mm -hmm. Average age was about 61. And each participant was given a step counting wristband. And essentially what they did is they tracked the amount of steps per day. And this was tracked over about seven years. And they found that the peak effect to reduce your risk of dementia was around 10,000 steps per day, which is a lot. You know, it's easier said than done, of course, but they also found beneficial effects were seen around 3,000 steps per day. So, again, you know, just getting um, off the couch and being a little bit active can, again, show to decrease your risk. Interesting. Yeah, 10,000 steps a day. I have a friend who works in a in a factory, mm-hmm. so he likes to text me and say, I got 26,000 steps <laughs> today, you know. Uh, but... Uh, 10,000 still seems like a lot for somebody like me who, who sits at a desk a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't come near that. But 3,000 mm-hmm. seems a bit more manageable. Than yeah. yeah, and it's, I feel like uh, studies like this, it's really nice to hear that even doing um, what you can can really help reduce your risk. And it helps um, all of us try and attain that goal, I think. So this comes from the viewpoint of prevention, right? Trying to reduce risk. Mm-hmm. What about those of us who've already been diagnosed? So there are studies suggesting that there's a benefit to those who are already diagnosed. And one study in particular looked at, it's a prospective study, so it's not as big as the others, but the results are interesting. They looked within an assisted living community. uh, There was a a group that did exercise and a group that did not do exercise. And then they just looked overall at at health. And I will be clear that the, the... Cognitive benefits were not immediately clear. There wasn't a clear cognitive benefit. It wasn't like one group remembered more than the other group. But physical fitness was very different. Obviously, one group was doing exercise. And the group that was more physically fit, they had better balance. They had better strength. They had fewer 
hospitalizations, sort of unexpected hospitalizations. So less likely to fall, less likely to have other injuries, less likely to end up in the hospital. And the more active they are, the longer, the likely longer the, they're going to live. It's it's when we reach that step of being sort of bedridden that that now the risk of infection becomes much higher and things sure. like that. So staying active even after a diagnosis, even when you can't remember the activity that you've been doing, is still beneficial. The question becomes like, what are the re- if you want to do this? If you're sitting on your couch now and thinking, yeah, I should probably do something. What do you do? So Senior Health Partners has a whole suite of offerings that can help you find what's right for you. So this can include live classes. This can include uh, video. There's a YouTube channel where you can watch videos if you want to stay home and do stuff. Uh, you can you can talk to folks and find what's right for you. Uh, I work with a, a personal trainer through the YMCA, and one of the things that I came in with was, okay, like, how much is I supposed to lift? And, do I need right. and she said, no, no, no. It's about finding the fitness that's right for you. And again, these studies support any amount of activities better than no amount of activity. So I would strongly encourage anybody who is hearing the sound of my voice to reach out to senior health partners and begin a conversation about increasing activity. Even if 3,000 steps seems daunting, that's okay. Habits are not formed instantaneously. It's not like you just flip a switch and, okay, now I'm going to walk 3,000 steps a day. But maybe it's it's starting small and doing 200 steps a day, and then you find, oh, I, I kind of like having this time carved out where I'm just walking and nobody's bothering me or whatever. So then you increase it to 500 steps and then move on from there. It's going to take time and it's going to be a lot easier if you have supportive uh, partners, senior health partners, if you will, um, who can you know help you with those resources. But thus far, as I hope we've convinced you, all of the evidence supports more physical activity, uh, the, the better benefit for you the less likelihood you're going to develop dementia and the less likelihood that you're going to have a, a worse disease progress if you do end up with that dementia. So those who are already living with dementia mm-hmm. and uh, getting that movement in, does that become more difficult as the cognitive decline goes on? I yeah, imagine so there, it does. There are special uh, considerations. So the, uh, the American College of Sports Medicine and this program Exercises Medicine have put out some guidelines that encourage folks for uh, yeah, about how to manage these sorts of things. So, for example, breaking up an exercise into really simple, easy-to-follow instructions so that it doesn't become quickly overwhelming. Making sure that you're being realistic about the amount of exercise that a person is doing for a given amount of time, and maybe they need options within that exercise to, uh, to modify to make it easier or to take more frequent breaks. Um, additionally, adding music. We know that music is, can be so powerful for folks with dementia uh, that that might help them, you know, keep the rhythm and keep moving and that, right. and that sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, all of these things are consideration. Obviously, you would want to talk with your doctor to figure out physiologically what are you able to do? Is your heart healthy enough for exercise and what's a good level? But, uh, again, any level is better than no level. And there are resources in communities, including Calhoun County yep. is your point, yep. uh, where the uh, the options can be made available yeah. to help you do that. Yeah. So uh, you illustrated a couple of different studies here. I presume those continue to go on. Oh, yes. So there's constant yep. watching about the effects of this. Absolutely, yeah. Because, again, it's one of the things that you can have control over. You can't, the individual person likely doesn't have a big uh, role to play in whether or not a, an enormous double blind study works out or not. That's, that's thousands and thousands of people and hundreds of millions of dollars. What you can control right now for yourself is physical activity. 
diet certainly is another thing. Obviously, there's limitations with cost and things like that, but uh, exercise is uh, something that is available to you. There are resources to support that, and the, the benefits are clear. Well, you've given us plenty to think about, and uh, over these last several episodes, I suppose if there's anything we can take away from it is we need to get up from these chairs and move around, right? <laughs> so we'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Graham Atkin and Emily Bossy, Michigan State University researchers. I know Miles from Memories is tremendously grateful for the connection to you both and, and uh, the continuing options and learning about uh, what is falling under that umbrella of movement programming and especially research. So thank you. We are so grateful to you. Any, any chance to come here is a, is a good time. Yes. Thank you. Thank we'll, you so much. We'll hold you to that. All right. We'll have you come back. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us in this episode of Creating Dementia Solutions. Miles for Memories is on Facebook. Click the link there so you can be alerted when these episodes come available and continue to be with us for more discussions of movement programming and research and more. Thanks for being with us. Mm-hmm.